The Productive Woman, Episode 65. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I'm going to be talking about how to choose the right task management tool and how to use it once you've chosen it. It's really all about getting the right stuff done. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 65. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com. You can get a free 10-day trial of lynda.com's outstanding video tutorial courses by going to lynda.com slash tpw. And I'll share a little bit more about that toward the end of the show. So I've talked recently about project management, a process for it. And I've talked in the past about task management, about the various tools. I've mentioned several options that are available for helping us keep track of what, you know, what we refer to as our to-do list. Some people ask me for recommendations for what the best task management tool is or which one they should use. And, and the thing is, I don't believe there's any one right tool There are just some that will be more effective or less effective for certain people and in certain circumstances. I really, I don't care what people say who are selling the latest and greatest system or tool. There really is no tool, whether it's paper or electronic or whatever, that will magically get you organized. When it comes to task managers and and really pretty much any tool or resource, the best tool is the one you'll actually use. Now, that being said, there are some things, uh, you know, as I thought about this, some things to think about when considering what approach or or what tool to use to manage your to-do list, your task list, your project list. And so I thought I'd go through that. It's mostly some questions to ask yourself and some of my thoughts on uh, answers to those or, or those topics. And I really would love to hear your feedback on this because like I said, I just don't think there's any one right answer to this. But that being said, here's some thoughts. First question to ask is, what do you always or what do you already have available to you? For instance, Apple devices come with calendar and notes and reminders, uh, three apps that kind of can interconnect with each other for keeping track of appointments and ideas and and to-dos and those sorts of things. And these are going to work just fine for many of us. Uh, Android, I believe, also comes with some uh, basic apps for calendars and for note-taking and reminders. If you're an Android user and you know what those built-in apps for those are, I'd love it if you would shoot me an email or leave a comment on the show notes for this at, um, again, it'll be at theproductivewoman.com slash 65 and share with us what those apps might be. Um, similarly, if you're working on windows based tools and you have, have to use or want to use outlook that can work just fine. It's all about how you use it. And it's not the tool that's the key. It's the user and the approach that you use. I will put some links in the show notes for some options that, uh, will work on, um, 
Apple on Android and so on. But uh, again, it's not the tool, it's the, it's the user and how you, how you use it. So if you have a system or a tool in place and you're using it consistently, don't change it just for the sake of change. Change if it's not working for you. And, you know, here's the question, then how do you know if it's not working? I think it's an, uh, it's if things aren't getting done, if you're not feeling like you are uh, on top of things or keeping track of, of the things you need to do, or if you're spending too much time managing the tool, entering and tweaking and moving things around and redoing your list or whatever, if though, if, if it's feeling like you can't stay on top of things and things aren't getting done, then perhaps it's time to look at a new tool, maybe a more advanced or more, more robust tool. But before you go out and get something new, maybe give some thought to why your current tool isn't working. Are you really using it consistently and uh, to the fullest extent that it can be used? Are you using the features that it has? Um, think about that uh, and um, and if if it's not working for you, what do you need its replacement to do? So before you just go out and buy the, the new shiny whatever, a new planner or a new app or whatever, you need to think about what do you need it to do? And a lot of that depends on your life and the, the things that you're called upon to do. So, you know, one of the questions I would ask you if we were sitting across a table from each other is, how many hats do you wear? How many roles do you play? A tool that's useful for a person whose life is, is very simple and focused on one or two activities or roles probably isn't going to be sufficient or might not be sufficient for a person who's um, serving several roles. For instance, maybe a single woman who's a professional with an assistant and doesn't take on any, any volunteer uh, activities maybe needs one kind of system for keeping track of her to-dos versus maybe a, a married woman with school-aged children, a spouse, a day job, uh, leadership roles in a volunteer organization or church, and maybe a side business as an artist or, or a, you know, whatever. That, that person's maybe going to need something a little more adaptable, a little more robust that's going to let you keep track of the different roles and the different activities. So ask yourself that. What, what's your life like? What, how do you spend your days? Um, second question maybe to ask yourself, and these aren't in any particular order. They're just kind of the order I thought of them as I was uh, preparing for this, uh, for this episode. Do you prefer paper or electronic? There's uh, one is not intrinsically better or, or more effective than the other. Some of it really depends on your personality and what you like better. Uh, electronic, um, that is an app on your smartphone or whatever, electronic task managers have the certain advantages. They give you the ability to, to sync them across devices so that your tasks are available everywhere you go. You can take them with you very easily or look at them on more than one device. Uh, they're easier maybe to sort and organize without having to rewrite a list. 
But on the other hand, paper can give you very quick and simple access. The, you, you know, you can just grab a piece of paper and a pencil and create a list and, and have it very simple without having to tap your way through, you know, through the screens of your phone. A paper also gives you the ability to sort of scribble notes or jot a note next to a particular to-do list. Say you've made your list and you think, okay, you've done a little research and you know this thing you need to pick up is available at such and such store and it's on sale or whatever. You can easily on a paper to-do list write that note right next to the item on your list where it maybe is not as quick and easy on electronic. Although most electronic task managers do have a notes field that you can get into and also attach information. Paper gives you the ability, you know, you can paper clip a receipt to your list and have it right there with you. So like I said, one isn't necessarily better or worse than the other. It's simply about what you prefer, what works for you, what you're going to enjoy using. And uh, I will include in the show notes some links for some options for paper planners. Uh, some of them very, um, you may have heard of, you know, Franklin Covey, the Day Timer, the Day Runner. These are all pretty well-known, well-developed paper planners for folks who like those better. I also found an article that I really liked uh, and I'll put a link in the show notes for this uh, on on the Muse, which is a website. This was an article that suggested a, a variety of options for different paper planners with photos of them. And the the link that I've got is was for planners for 2015. But since the article includes links to the websites for the creators of these planners, you can check it out and uh, look at the most recent version. Some of them looked really pretty. And even though I'm kind of a diehard electronic uh, task manager girl, I, I you know I'm I still love the paper ones. I like looking at the notebooks and the different uh, paper layouts. So anyway, I'll you can check that out in the show notes. Uh, another question to ask as you're considering your options is, do you need to access your lists from more than one location? Uh, that is, maybe you're, you know, you spend part of your day at home and part at the office and part, you know, somewhere else. Do you need to be able to sync it across multiple devices? That's one of the advantages I have that my to-do list, my task manager is available on whichever piece of equipment I pick up. It's on my Mac, it's on my iPad, on my iPhone, it's on my uh, Windows-based PC at the office, and I can add to it uh, there or check to see what the next thing is to do. Consider whether you need that. You may not need that for given how your life uh, operates, which is, you know, I went back to if you are maybe a stay-at-home mom who's there with, with young children and not a lot of uh, extra activities, you, pr you may not need the ability to check your list across multiple devices. But that's something to consider when looking at the options. Uh, kind of related to that is do you spend your time mostly in one place, the ho at home or the office, for instance, or are you more mobile? You're out traveling, out and about, 
that makes a difference as well. When, For instance, way back in the day, when I was a full-time stay-at-home mom with a couple of very, you know, little kids at home, mostly all I needed was a simple list on the refrigerator door to capture, you know, the grocery items that I needed. Next time I went to the store, I, I had to have that list so that I, to avoid me, you know, standing in the aisle trying to remember why I was there and what I needed and then getting back home and, re- and finding I hadn't gotten everything. So uh, during that season of my life, I was just, and I'm using air quotes there, just a mom. I didn't have a whole lot of other activities going on, so I didn't need really complex task managers. My my days at that stage of my life revolved around the needs of a new baby and a couple of toddlers, and and so in a lot of ways, life was simpler. It was exhausting, <laughs> but it was simpler then, and so my needs for as far as a task manager were pretty straightforward, a chart because I was always one that sort of organized that like the housework and certain days were for laundry and certain days for, for, you know, shop errands and shopping, whatever. And I maybe would have a chart on the refrigerator with what, you know, how my week was laid out and then the grocery list. And that was enough for me. Now, later when my kids were older and I was back in college and then into law school and I was homeschooling my kids and, and for a while teaching childbirth classes, I needed something a little more robust because I had to, uh, I wore different hats. I had to track my exam preparation papers that I had to write for school. I had to track the schedule for homeschooling my kids and different things um, that needed to be submitted at different places or activities for them. Uh, and then when I was teaching childbirth classes, the schedule for uh, my students in the classes that I taught. So I needed a little bit more. And at that time in my life, I had a, a day planner type of thing, a paper planner with sections where I could divide things out. Now, uh, at this stage of my life, I have a full-time ro- law practice. I've got a podcast. I do some writing and I have personal and family needs. And so I need something pretty robust to, because of the way my brain works, to be able to sort things. So as I've said in the past, OmniFocus and Nosby work for me to keep track of all these various tasks, to sort them into projects, sort them by context, uh, as I talked about before. So say if I'm out running errands, I can pull up one, uh, sort them by errand context and have everything that I need to be doing while I'm out in in town running errands. So I, I say all that to say our needs may change over the course of our life, depending on what we're doing and whether we're, uh, at home or, you know, in one place all the time. Another question, do you have just a few tasks each day or are you juggling multiple projects for multiple, you know, needs? Are your tasks repetitive from one day to the next um, uh, or different every day? Are you, you know, adding new things? Do they, does your to-do list change a lot? Uh, Another important question when you're looking at the options for choosing a task manager is, Uh, do you need to collaborate or do you need to share your lists or your tasks or your projects with others, whether it's your spouse or an assistant or a team? Uh, If you need to be able to share, then you need a task manager that's built for collaboration. And 
different ones work differently, but some of those might be something like, um, you know, if you're all, if, if it's, it's a team at work and you're all in one office, maybe all you need is a big whiteboard on the wall where you can, you know, kind of have columns for each person on the team and what they're supposed to be doing. But if you're spread out working in different areas, maybe you want something like Asana or Trello, which I've mentioned in the past, and we'll put links in the show notes. These are online web-based task or project managers that are designed to be um, shared with the team. So you can assign tasks to different people. They can assign to you. You can, you know, keep track of each other and of things so nothing slips through the cracks. But, you know, it's a different, uh, you're, you're going to need something different if, if you're needing to share like that than if it's just you. Another thing to consider as you're looking at the options is, are you a linear thinker, kind of a one, two, three, four, five kind of thinker, or a visual thinker or something else? Visual thinkers might like something that just puts all the tasks or everything out there where you can look at it and move it around. Uh, Again, a big whiteboard on the wall or... Uh, you know, post-its on a piece of poster board that you've kind of sorted by categories, Uh, or maybe a mind mapping approach like MindNode, which is a a really great uh, mind mapping software. I'll put a link for that as well. There's another, I found an article that I really like that summarizes and describes 15 different good mind mapping tools. And this is on uh, digitaltrends.com link in the show notes again at theproductivewoman.com slash 65, are we? Um, and you can check that out if you're one of those visual thinkers where you, you'd like to be able to, you don't want to make a list, but you want to be able to put it all kind of on a mind map and move things around and make those connections. If that's what works for you, then, then you know, that's great. That's the sort of tool you should look at. And at the end of the day, you look at, you know, there's something to be said for looking at the options and realizing that most of them do many of the same things and thinking about, well, which one of them just looks most appealing to you? Some of the options, whether paper or electronic, some of them are prettier than others or more colorful or on the other hand, maybe more clean, kind of a Zen look, which as you look at the options, which of them looks like something you'd like seeing on your desk or your computer or your phone? For many of us, if if it's something that's ugly, we're not going to enjoy using it and eventually we'll stop using it. So these are the kinds of things that I would ask you if we were talking about it, if you'd, you'd call me and said, Laura, what, which, which app or which approach should I use? I would ask you a lot of these questions, and based on that, we could talk about what options might be good for you. Uh, and I, I you know, refer you back to the episode where we've talked about that in the past, um, of, of the various task management options. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. So once you've chosen it, how should you use it? Well, there's a couple of, of thoughts on that. Number one is to be consistent. And we've talked about this before. Whatever system or approach or tool you're using for managing your tasks and your projects and your to-dos, the key to making it work is being consistent about it, getting everything in there 
uh, and out of your head. And it's often in, in doing this, it's helpful to separate the steps for managing your to-dos, capture from processing, from reviewing. So, you know, the first step or the first component of it is um, capturing the ideas or capturing the tests. So the minute you think of it, get it into your inbox. And again, I'm using air quotes here, whether it's in your notebook, in your app, whatever. Don't think, oh, I'll remember this. Just get it out of your head, get it into whatever tool you've chosen the minute you think of it. You don't, at that time, you don't have to think about, well, when am I going to do it? What, what context or, you know, any of those other kinds of things we've talked about in the past. The idea is just get it in there. Just enough of a note to remi- remind yourself later, because you're going to come back to it in a second step, but get it captured and in, into your system. Uh, the second um, step later when you have time for it, or and, and I recommend that you schedule time for this each day, even if it's just a few minutes, and that's to process all these to-dos that have come in and are sitting in your inbox, so to speak. Look at each one, take a moment to decide, is this something I need to do, something I need to just archive because it's information I want to remember for later, something I should delegate, get it onto the proper list um, in that sense. And whether it's, um, you know, if you're using a notebook, say you have different a different page in your notebook for work tasks and home tasks or errands or whatever, take it out of the scratch pad where you've written it and move it onto the correct list. If it's on your digital tool, you assign it to a project, you uh, context, all those sorts of things that we've talked about before, and I'm sure we'll talk about again. But that processing doesn't have to happen at the same time it's captured. Uh, it just has to happen pretty regularly. And then the third step of this is review. And that, that should be a daily and uh, very quick scan and a weekly more thorough scan of your lists to quickly evaluate what's there, what might need to be deferred or delegated or deleted because it's no longer relevant, or you simply have decided you're not going to do it. It's okay to do that. <laughs> but the idea of that regular, those regular review times is to make sure that nothing gets forgotten so that your brain can relax and think about more important things. And, uh, I guess the last thing I wanted to say about, um, you know, as far as choosing your task manager, a couple of concepts to keep in mind. And the first one is to keep whatever system you're using, keep it as simple as possible, but make it as, you know, get it one that's as robust as necessary. The objective here is to get your work done, get your tasks done not spend a lot of time noodling with the tools and adjusting your system. So if if a notebook or a notepad is sufficient for you, then you should feel just perfectly okay with using that. Nobody says you have to get some fancy app on your iPhone. Um, use the simplest tool that gets it done for you, that lets you feel confident that you're capturing everything, that you're getting everything done, and you don't feel like things are getting away from you. But as your needs develop go for something a little more significant or more, you know, I'd say robust, something that's got more features to it. And I'll come back to the the final thought, which is, again, the most important thing is not the tool itself, but how you use it and how consistent you are in getting everything in there 
and then following through with the, um, the review and the actually doing this stuff, you know? So, you know, those are just a few thoughts that I had kind of in response to some questions that, that I've, have come to me about, you know, which tool, and you'll notice I didn't, uh, name a tool that's the best. And, uh, you know, I'll throw this out there as I'm recording this in the fall of 2015, I've mentioned in earlier episodes that, um, as sort of a thank you to you as listeners, uh, I am offering to do a a free 30-minute productivity consultation uh, by Skype uh, or, you know, some other method that works any time between now and the end of the year. And so if one of the, and this would be something that I'd be happy to go through this process with you and help you identify what might be a good tool for you to use or a good system for your managing your tasks. And so, you know, I, I throw that out there. I, as long as I have, I'm taking the requests kind of on a first come first serve basis. And this would be one, something I'd be happy to talk with you about. I, I'm not trying to identify in this, um, in this short episode, um, you know, the one best tool, because as I've said, I don't think there is one best tool. And if what you're using is working for you and you feel good about it, then stick with that. And don't, you know, don't um, let yourself be distracted by the, Ooh, shiny, you know, let me get that new thing. So what do you think? Is there a, a tool or a system that you use or a process that you've used for deciding, um, you know, what, whatever tool you're using to manage your to-do list? How did you choose that? What was, what, what is it about it that you like? What's working for you about it or, or what's not working for you? I would love to hear from you about that. So you can, uh, make your, ask your questions, share your suggestions or your ideas, uh, in the show notes at, at theproductivewoman.com slash 65 and scroll down and leave a comment there. Or you can also always, you know, post your thoughts on the Productive Woman's Facebook page and we can have a conversation about it there. As always, if you want to have a private conversation with me about it, feel free to email your questions, your comments, your suggestions, your ideas uh, to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or leave a voicemail message, excuse me, a voice message, uh, on the website or on Facebook. A couple of quick announcements. Uh, As always, if you enjoy the show, um, I encourage you to tell your friends about it because that's probably the best way for people to find the productive woman is hearing about it from people who listen and who enjoy it. Another helpful thing you can do is leave a review on iTunes or on Stitcher or both, if you listen on both. And you can do that by going to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher. And that'll take you right to where you can leave a few sentences telling what you like about the show and uh, share that. I would appreciate that. I really enjoy the feedback. It's very helpful to me. And thank you to those of you who have sent emails or left reviews. It's, uh, I I don't even, I don't have words. It it really means a lot to me. Uh, A couple of quick things. If you, um, a reminder that my, what I've called my digital toolbox, which includes descriptions of the task managers that I use, that's still available for free by going to theproductivewoman.com slash favorite apps. 
And there's also a button on the website. And also, if you haven't picked up your free copy of my project planning template, that also is still available. No charge, theproductivewoman.com slash project. And feel free to download that, and I hope it helps. If you haven't already responded to the listener survey, and man, thank you so much to those of you who have. I've learned so much. I've gotten so many great ideas uh, and uh, have a lot of things in the works for coming episodes based on that. But if you haven't already done that, uh, please take three or four minutes and, and respond to the survey. Again, very easy to find, theproductivewoman.com slash survey. And you should be able to do that on your computer, on your phone, whatever. Quick thank you so much to Emily Prokop, uh, who uh, is the co-host of Classy Little Podcast, and uh, for her help in preparing the show notes for the past few weeks. It just She's done such a great job, and it's such a huge help to me. I appreciate it more than I can say. So thank you to Emily. And uh, I encourage you to check out her podcast called at classylittlepodcast.com. And finally, before we wrap up, I do want to say a quick thank you to lynda.com for supporting the show. Lynda.com, and that's L-Y-N-D-A.com. That's the place to go for high-quality video tutorials uh, on just about any subject you can imagine. They have well over 3,000 courses. These are taught by industry experts, and they add more every week. These courses cover all skill levels from beginner to advanced. And literally any topic you can think of, they probably uh, cover it in, in one or more of these tutorials. They've got lots of productivity related tutorials in there. They've got software. If you've gotten one of the new iPhones, uh, they've got a course on how to use it. If, uh, if you want to take up public speaking or get better, better at that, they've got courses on that. Uh, any kind of skills. You want to learn how to write code for computers? They've got that. Uh, and and they've got such a great model for how they do it because you don't pay per course. You simply pay one low monthly price and that gives you access to everything they've got. You can watch as many of them as you want to. They uh, have offered for the Productive Woman listeners to get a free 10-day trial of their their service simply by going to lynda.com slash tpw. And again, that's l-y-n-d-a dot com slash tpw for The Productive Woman. And during that 10-day free trial period, you, you get unlimited access to everything they offer. So you can watch as much as, <laughs> you know, maybe over a holiday weekend or something, take some time and watch as many as you of uh, the episode or the, the tutorials as you want. So give it a trial or try by going to lynda.com slash tpw and let me know what you think after you've checked them out see what you i mean i think their tutorials are just amazing but i'd love to hear what you think of it and thank you so much to lynda.com for supporting the productive woman last reminder uh, as i've said i mentioned a little earlier and i've mentioned in some previous episodes i am incredibly grateful to be able to share this experience with you. Knowing that you're there listening, it means so much to me. The feedback that I get from from you has a, is such an encouragement to me. And I want to um, thank you for that. And so I got the idea because there have been a few listeners that have asked me about whether I do any coaching 
which at this point, you know, I, I don't have any sort of coaching program. Maybe someday that's something I'd like to do. But in the meantime, between, as I said earlier, between now and the end of 2015, I'm offering a, a 30 minute productivity consultation, no charge, uh, one per listener. We'll do it via Skype or maybe via Google Hangouts, depending on what it is you want to talk about. Uh, as I've said before, I'm not sure how much interest there will be. I have a day job and this show to do, so I don't have unlimited time. I'm taking them these on a first-come, first-served basis as long as I have capacity for them. So if you're interested, email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Put consultation in the subject line and then in the message, give me a, a brief idea of what you'd like to talk about so I, I can be prepared to talk intelligently, I hope. As I said, I'll take them in the order received and schedule them over the next few weeks. And this is my way of saying thank you. And that, my friends, is it, I think, for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope there was something in it you found helpful. I've got some pretty exciting things coming up in in the next few weeks between now and the end of the year. And so thanks for sticking with me. I, I hope you enjoy it. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.